is this Marty? Yes, Marty speaking. This is Annie. I um, uh, we'd exchanged emails um, about the Craigslist ad. Um, let me ask you. I'm, I'm, are you recording me right now? Yeah. Is that okay? Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I won't use your name or anything. Yeah, where you work, no, um, or what you do. Okay. And I can also change your voice a little if you if you prefer. You know. Yeah, yeah, that that will be even better. Okay. I don't know who might be listening to it afterwards when it comes out. So, you know, better to be safe. So, um, I'm I'm trying to find out more about the A roof in Williamsburg. Okay. Um, I heard that it's a string that um, marks the boundary of um, Hasidic Williamsburg. Is, is that accurate? Is that how you would describe it? Okay. There are some things that you're not allowed to do on the on Saturday on Sabbath. Uh, for example, like uh, walking in the street with a baby stroller, or walking around with bags, or having things in your pocket. Uh-huh. The area makes you... You can, it, it gives you the opportunity to do a lot of things that you're not allowed to do without it, according to the Jewish halacha. Right. Okay, so I'm having a really hard time finding the string, the Eruv, or anyone who's Hasidic uh, who can speak with me, and, and that's why I put the ad on Craigslist. Do you, would you know offhand, like, what streets the Eruv is on? Does Do you just know this, or...? The... Actually, you know what, the guys who put up the air, they, they, they did it like in a confidential way because the other guys said that they're going to tear it down if they find it. Just a few, very few people know exactly where it is. So that's why you're going to have a hard time finding it, even myself. But uh, the rabbis came out and said that they saw it and everybody can be assured that it's perfectly fine. So you've never actually seen it? No, I never actually seen it. I just know that this uh, rabbi and this rabbi said that it's okay and that's it. From Radiotopia, you're listening to Love and Radio. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. Today's episode of Birds and Boundaries. On the strictly, which uh, section was that? Yeah, strictly platonic. Yeah, strictly platonic. So a lot of people, I, I, when I go on Craigslist and I look, I mean, I look all the posts. But if I see something on, on strictly platonic that makes me, that gets my attention, sometimes I reply to that. What other things have you found on Craigslist? Oh, you can see over there. On Craigslist, you have the other sections like uh, man for woman, woman for man. Most of that, like uh, probably a hooker is a horse. I don't even bother touching that ad. I mean, I'm going to look it through, but I'm not going to call them or something. And uh, sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes I I just want to see what's out there. What is your point of view about Hasidic people? I mean, have you ever been close to Hasidic people? Did you ever look into it or just offhand? No, you know, I, I was raised Jewish, but I don't know anything about Hasidism. And um, you were raised Jewish, right? So what? What conservative, modern? No, reform. Oh, reform. Uh-huh. 
So you, you never, I mean, you never looked into the Hasidic lifestyle before? You mean you never checked it out online or do you never see Hasidic people on the streets and you have a wonder? Well, I have walked a little bit in Williamsburg and did see it, but I felt really uncomfortable right. being there. Like I felt like, um, I felt like I was the only outsider and people didn't really look at me and I felt like just by being there and not even doing anything and I, you know, I, I got the sense some people maybe crossed the street or it's just oh, very... Listen, you don't have to feel uncomfortable. I mean, the street is open for everybody. You just walk by and for you, when you come in the community, you see people with big beards and, and hats and coats. I mean, you're just like, oh, what's going on over here? Am I in Amish town or I don't know where I am right now, so... For outsiders, never been over here and see so many people this way. Maybe it's kind of like, just like you felt like, oh, maybe I'm an outsider here, I don't belong here. But you can't say, hey, Williamsburg is only for Jewish people. It's not such a thing. I go on the street, I see daily. I mean, I see a lot of guys, I mean, non-Jewish people walking around. I mean, there's a lot of non-Jewish people live here in the area as well. So I'm not sure what you're trying to understand. You're trying to get to know just the whole concept of the Arab, or you're trying to get to know the whole issue of the Arab and what's going on in Williamsburg? Um, yeah, both, both. I see. Are you currently in Williamsburg? No, I'm moving to Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's nice. So you're going to be staying here? Yeah, yeah. So that'll be nice I'll, for six months. Long time ago since I talked to you last, how's everything about you? Oh, not bad. Um kind of busy just because I'm trying to move on Sunday. That should be good. Which area of Williamsburg are you going to be? It is um, south. Um, oh, south part? Yeah, south part. Maybe I'll get to know you up close. Yeah, yeah, we can meet for sure. Um, see a movie or something. Um, and yeah, and may, well, also I could hand off a camera to you maybe. Um, but um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure I understand what you want me to do with that. You want me just to film around people, just like to see like the, how the basic lifestyle goes on? Yeah, and sort of like anything that might look like a day in your life, I mean, without being identifying, just to... Yeah, I can, uh, well, I'll, I, can, I, I can try to do that for you. And how was your uh, weekend? I mean, I had just a regular weekend at home. You go to the synagogue, you pray, you meet your friends, and then you go home, you have the, the Shabbat meal. Saturday morning, you do the same thing. And that's about it. Just uh, sitting around. And that's about it, because you don't, you don't do anything else. You're not working, you don't drive. So do you think that the internet's making it harder to contain the Hasidic community? Sure, sure. They specifically targeted the internet very much. Now they're trying to come out with cell phones that doesn't have internet browser on it. So it's going to be for talking, like not even texting. Mm-hmm. They call it the kosher phone. Really? So what makes the internet not kosher? They claim the internet not kosher because like the thing what I'm doing with you right now, some people would say it's not kosher. Mm-hmm. Hey, hold on just one second. I'm hopping out of the car. Oh, sure. Okay. I'll tell you the truth. This is what's the problem of this society because we're so close-minded. So anything that seems a little bit different, a little bit strange, 
they're like curious. Oh, what is this? And what is he saying? And what is she saying? And what is he saying? So, do you find that there's freedom within the community for you? I think I don't know. I just can't escape from it. I even feel myself like uh, trapped in it. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna hurt a lot of people if I leave. And my family, my kids. It's gonna. It's gonna be a lot of things involved. It's gonna be a lot of headaches for many different people. Let me let me explain to you something, and maybe you're not gonna understand what I'm trying to say, but I uh, hope you'll understand. It's very hard for a guy like me or any Hasidic guy who comes from a real Hasidic house, like all those guys who come from the ex-Hasidic community that said they were Hasidic and they dropped out. Some of them have a very hard time, like like be, to be happy with themselves, even if they go out now to the secular world. There's still going to be a difference between them and, and like, a real secular guy was born secular, right? Right. Unless he decided he's going to get educated and he's going to start to go and get a bachelor's degree and start to get something out of him. Most of them end up, like, driving trucks or working in warehouses and, and this type of stuff. So it's very hard for such a guy to make the decision and to decide that, okay, I'm dropping out of the Hasidic community. So the, they are basically the same as, as I am. So you think that if you were raised with more education, that you would have more freedom to do those things? Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. But since they don't provide that type of education, they just give you the minimum of education that you need. Educated, I don't mean um, educated completely. I mean to know exactly, I mean to read and to write and everything, you know. Grammar, the way, the way to talk English. Because mm-hmm. it's not the native, I mean, it's not the real language, right? It's like their second language. They're born and raised on, on the Yiddish language. I mean, I'm not shy about it because I know that this is who I am. But I don't have the best English. Uh, but I'm still trying to communicate with everybody. But do you think that the, the education system then is um, intentional because it's a way to keep... Yes, absolutely. That's why they, they intentionally they do that because they don't want to mix into the secular world. They want you to stay Hasidic. Hold on one second. Oh, I have another view. Sure. Uh, I'm so sorry about that. Oh, uh, that's okay. So, so uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go soon, but I just wanted to call back. <laughs> that's okay. So, um, let's talk about yourself. Did you, let me ask you about, uh, you probably went to college, right? Yeah. It's full of fun, probably, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It sounds like it is fun, according to the movie, what I watched, so... Which movies? Um, I don't know if it's true, but I see. Because I used to, when I used to watch a lot of, of porn, I used to see a lot of the college porns. They're always having sex every night and every day. They get drunk and they have dancing and everything. I was always like thinking, how can you concentrate on the subject that you have to learn if you have this much going on? <laughs> In general, I mean, everybody who, who ended up graduating over there in college, did they end off with a good career or something? Do they have a good job now? Or? Um, people I know who have even graduate school degrees are having trouble. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard, competitive time. Right. 
I'm just trying to see for myself, like, if uh, a secular guy who ends off being in college, how far off is the Hasidic guy from the secular guy? That's what I'm trying to, to understand. So that's why I'm asking you these questions. Are you currently in a relationship? Yeah, I am. Right. Uh, let me ask you a thing. I, I, I always wanted to know this, mm -hmm. like from the secular part of the world. How does a man decide that I'm getting married to this woman and I'm staying with her? Let's say he, after two years, he walks on, uh, whatever, he finds a, a girl that's much hotter than his current wife. How does it work? Um, that's a good question. It's very hard for a man to stay with a woman yeah. for a long period of time. This is my point of view. I've noticed that too, and I find it very sad as a woman. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, because I'm not trying to scare. You. I'm not trying to scare you all, but the the thing is, I mean, I would say men are like pigs. Let's put it this way: men they get attracted to a lot of things. So even if it's, let's say let's for example, you see like Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. He had a beautiful wife, right? Mm -hmm. I, I would say, I would, let's say I would exchange my wife to have his wife, what he had. And still he went out with 10 different women. It's, it's, it's very, very hard to understand how people stay together. Yeah. So, how how many years have you been married? I've been married for almost five years. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> and how old are you now? I'm 25. That's pretty old in the Hasidic community to get married at 21. A lot of guys get married at 18, 19, some of them get engaged at 17 even. I met my wife like three times before we officially announced our engagement. So right afterwards I decided like, yeah, she's nice, she doesn't look bad, and she, she looks good, she's good looking, and uh, I decided I'll just gonna throw myself in just like everybody else. And do you think you made the right choice? Well, the, this is a question that I think nobody can answer. This is a thing like, I mean, as of now, I mean, thankfully everything is going right and everything is good. I mean, sometimes, you know, you do have some issues which comes up, which is normal, which uh, every normal couple has. Right. But, um, I'll tell you the truth, like, after a half year of, after I got married and and before I even um, work, work some things out with my wife, I just, uh, I got at some point, I got like really frustrated with my wife that she wasn't the thing that I thought of. And I called up my mom and I said, listen, mom, look what you did to me. I don't know who this girl is. You said she's nice. Yes, she's very nice. But somehow she has very different tastes. And she, she really didn't dress like, she didn't, dressed stylish and up to date. She was more dressed like the way the teacher in school, like you have to dress like more modest and more closed. And I didn't like that. So I told my mom, mom, I, I'm very disappointed with her. I mean, I thought that it's going to be better than that. And no, she started saying that if the reason why, you know, you look around on other girls and you're not supposed to do that. And that's why you get yourself crazy about it and this. Those girls who dress nicely, they are like more selfish ones. They don't care about the husband, they're promising, they're not caring, and whatever, and blah, blah, blah. 
So all I said, Mom, uh, um, maybe you're right about that, but definitely that that's an issue that I'm that I'm looking into it very closely. I mean, it's not like she's bad. She's trying to do the best she can. She always asks me, do you like this? Do you like this? You tell me. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. If you don't mind, let me ask you about um, how were you? How about the the girl in the sex of the world? What is her mindset towards um, I mean, sex and everything? Well, you know, it is complicated even in the secular world. I mean, because there's still so many ways to be brought up, and there's so many different kinds of relationships, sexual relationships, and so I don't even know how to answer that. But. Um, Sometimes after I have sex and I, I'm thinking to myself, well, that's not the way these guys have sex on the porno. That sounds like much better than that. Right, it's really unrealistic. You know, those people aren't real and they're just trying to create a fantasy that doesn't even mm-hmm. exist in their in their real lives. Those actors don't have right. sex like that. Yep. Anyways, that's the... That's how the that's how life goes on. I'm a big fantasizer too. I I, I love fantasy. So like sometimes I can just sit and fantasize everything. And what what do you imagine? I mean, like. But I was always like thinking, what it would have been like on the other side, like the partying stuff. This is what I was always thinking about. So, what are some of your other fantasies? Having a party, enjoying, dancing, singing, having sex, having everything. Because it's a, a whole different, you see, as I look at it and you look at it, two different views because that's up where you never had, you never really had any physical um, 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 connection with a, with a woman until you got married. You didn't have like premarital sex and you didn't have all this stuff. So, for me, like being married to one woman, have, having had sex just with one woman, I was always like fantasizing what it would have been like when I was in college. I would probably used to, I would probably go around banging everybody. But uh, listen, the fantasy scans here. So far, it's, it still stays a fantasy. So <laughs> it doesn't cost money and it doesn't hurt. So why not? <laughs> Can we talk about the Arab again just a little bit? Sure. Actually, I'll tell you, I really enjoy more talking about uh, many different things than the Arab. I mean, I can talk about the Arab as long as you want, but that's not a thing that I like. You know, that's a thing like uh, it's another issue in the community, another problem, people making everybody crazy about it. But uh, what I enjoy is I enjoy talking about everything. Like what? Like anything you want, anything you want to hear. Yeah. Huh. I was I was thinking a lot also about other conversation about relationships and how it seemed like, you know, men and women can't kind of make it on a sustained, like committed way. And um I remember when you told me at the time I just thought that was really sad to know that 
neither of us have figured it out, like in secular or Hasidic or other religious societies. Um, I guess it's also maybe just I've been personally thinking about all of this because, um, you know, I mentioned that I was engaged, but um, we broke up actually. That's why I also moved. So, um, and he found somebody else after we were together for so long. So um, I'm also going through all of that and wondering, you know, if, if it is possible for people to make it, you know. What, what was he like? What happened that you broke up? Well, it was really shocking to me and horrible, and it happened just two months ago. We'd been together for so long, and we were engaged, and we were going to get married maybe this summer. And um, he wasn't Jewish. It didn't seem to be a problem, but it started to become, I think when we thought about children and family, it became more of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then his father died, like just after Christmas. And then he uh, decided we weren't really the right people for each other. And then he wow. ran off with another girl. <laughs> so, wow. Probably must have been uh, like uh, pretty heartbreaking for you. It was awful. Yeah, it was really terrible. Uh-huh. That's why when you were talking like early on, like the first time we talked or the second time about all men are pigs. And, <laughs> right, right. And like if they see a woman, it's it, that's why I'm like, that's so sad because I would like to think that somebody could figure it out. Maybe it is by doing it like a traditional approach, like the Hasidic community, maybe. If you want to call me back in an hour, that's it, that, 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 probably that's going to work for me too. I'll tell you then if I can talk or not. Okay, I'm actually not going to be around then, so maybe um, okay. tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, tonight or tomorrow, I won't do that. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know. I'm a bad. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, it's very hard for people who never live that way should uh, understand it, right? Oh, you're not talking on the phone on Saturday. What's wrong with you? Why? What's the problem? But it's okay. I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing is, is interesting for me for sure is I'm, uh, how many times have I been talking to you in the past? And I don't even know to whom I'm talking to. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a pen pal, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have no problem. Uh, if you want, I can send you a picture back. Oh, thanks. But here's the thing. Maybe we shouldn't know what each other look like. Do you think that's going to change things? Oh, if you want to go that way. No problem. Okay, that's no problem. But you can at least uh, describe yourself. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I have brown hair. Um, it's usually shortish, but now it's to my shoulders. And okay. brown eyes. And um, I'm about five feet, almost six inches. Well, your body like, your body's like fit or... Yeah, well, I'm, or... I have small I have bones, I guess. I'm like, I weigh like 115 do you, do you have any idea of how I look? No. I know you have blue eyes, um, okay. a beard, um, the payases sometimes, right? You curl them or pull them back. Yeah, I mean, right now it's like, yeah, I curl it up all the way on my ears, so you don't see it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, what I'm saying, I, I may look from the outside, I look like a city, I have like a trim, I'm not trimmed, I have like a very small beard, and you're not going to recognize me if I walk in the street, you're not going to... Hey, Marty, it's Annie. I'm sorry I missed your calls. Thank you um, for your text. I hope you had a good Shabbat. Um, I did too. I ate way too much challah and beets, though, and uh, actually felt kind of sick. Um, anyway, um, th thank you for taking images with the flip camera. And uh, yeah, if you wanted to swing by today and drop it off, uh, anytime should be fun. And I was curious if you were able to f um, try to shoot where you thought the A-Roof might be. Um, but I hope you're doing well, and I look forward to hearing from you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, I think I passed your house already. Oh, whoops. Okay. It's basically like South First. 322, you said, right? It's 322, right? I'm, I'm right there in the front. Let me see if I can find some parking. So right now, I'm double parked. Yeah, are you are you double parked? Okay, one sec. Okay. Okay. No problem. Okay. Hello. You still there? Still there. Oh yeah. So Andre's coming out with the camera. How are you? How are you? Thank you. Did you have fun with the camera? Oh yes. I I have many different cameras. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank God. I I I know. I just I just um actually I just put in batteries for her. Oh. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye. You take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, Marty, how are you? Yes, I'm okay. great. Good. So, how was your day? Oh, not bad. I just, at the end of the day, got, I got like, I got like such an awful mood. Probably has to do with the weather, I don't know. Um, uh, by the way, the, uh, what's his name, your roommate, Andre, or whatever? Yeah, Andre, yeah. He's a very, he's a very nice guy. I was kind of surprised. He has like a little beard. Uh huh. I would like to start. I put only Hasidic um, go around with beard. Really? No, I know. I know that a lot of people, even non-Jewish people, have beards, but I didn't uh, expect to see somebody with a beard coming back. Let me ask you one more quick uh, question before I go for the night. Okay. Is as um you said you went out for a date yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was well, he Jewish? Um, he is Jewish, not practicing. But uh -huh. yeah. So um, what can I say? Probably I'll be continuing talking to you. Okay. In the future. Okay. So, so uh. 
I really have enjoyed our conversations and uh, I'm really appreciative for your openness. It's more than yeah. I expected. No problem. Okay, you too. Take bye. care of yourself and have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. That's it for Love and Radio. This episode was adapted from Of Birds and Boundaries, which is also a film and an art installation by Annie Berman. You can find out how to see it at ofbirdsandboundaries.tumblr.com. The show was produced by Annie Berman, with Laura Mayer, Brendan Baker, and myself, Nick Vanderkolk. Special thanks also to Kara Oler. We are a founding member of Radiotopia. Radiotopia is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation, and MailChimp celebrating creativity, chaos, and teamwork. Thanks for listening. <laughs>